Game of Thrones. And I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it all ends with Jon Snow being dragged out of Ecuador's embassy. Uh, it's just... <laughs> I get it. Yeah, we just uh, did a story about a guy who was wearing a MAGA hat, and some scumbag came along and knocked his hat off. But then MAGA hat guy pulled out a sword. Right. And about chopped off dude's hand. Now he's in trouble. But Went um, Jamie Lannister on him. little Game of Thrones reference So there. somebody texted, was the sword Valerian steel, finest steel in all the seven kingdoms? <laughs> yes. I assume that's a Game of Thrones reference. Uh, yeah, Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones. yes. yes. Indeed, yeah. The Thorns, actual technique <laughs> for, for making uh, new Valerian steel has long since been, it's, it's, it's gone to the ages. You cannot make new Valerian oh, really? steel. You oh, can right. only repurpose the existing steel, making it so rare and valuable in the land of Westeros. It's so like okay. matter, Jack. You can't create new. So... Sean will do his uh, Game of Thrones update, or report, condensed version, a little bit later. I will be leaving the room. Sean Thomas of the House Positive. That's right. What's your full title? Uh, Sean Thomas of the House Positive, first of his name, player of games, procrastinator of things, ever young, uh, uniter of memes. That one doesn't really fit, but I liked it. Uh, No, that's all right. Procrastinator of things. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Oh, that's good stuff. You know what I love? I love when there's breaking news, which there actually is, but there's nothing else to say other than the one sentence. (laughs) And so I'm in the lunchroom, and the cable news channels have been talking for the past 20 minutes ago it came out. They're still talking about it. There's nothing to say about this breaking news. Here's the breaking news. Here's the sentence. The Mueller report is coming out on Thursday. There's Jack, nothing. There's a great deal of speculation that what's <laughs> in the report could indeed condemn or clear the president or perhaps leave us in the same. Sp- Let's go to Jim Jeffries <laughs> there at the Capitol steps. It, what do you make true. of this, Jim? Well, depending on what's in the report, John, we could see the president's standing yes, damage. Yes, as you've been telling me. Right. All day, every day now for is it two or three weeks since the report first got to the attorney general. So there's now n- a hot chick in a tight <laughs> skirt. There's clearly this is a minefield for the president. Yes, that's still true as it was yesterday. <laughs> there's n- nothing to say yes. after that sentence. It's and coming out Thursday. Speak, they will. <laughs> Yeah, well, hilarious, see, fine and dandy. You know, all scream at each other and different Bringing game on channels. CNN's chief redaction expert to tell us about the, yeah. the precedent of redactions. You know, what's going to be fun is uh, you'll have the lines, the black lines through, you know, a sentence or a paragraph or whatever, and the speculation from the various. Like you're you're really out there. Like uh, uh, what's uh, what's the 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 bitter old bastard on MSNBC? The bitter at old night? bastard. Wow. You know, what's his name? He used to be uh, the NBC... Lawrence uh, O'Donnell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy with the hammering? Yeah, the bitter... Stop the hammering! <laughs> um, Lawrence O'Donnell will be pointing to the black lines and saying, we believe this is where the Mueller report says the president snuck into the National Zoo and stabbed a panda. Right here is where it <laughs> says the president is clearly, according to my sources... And it'll just be horse dung. It's designed to attract viewers. But So the guy who knocked, got this text on the text line. So the guy who knocked off the MAGA hat is a dirtbag or whatever you called him. But the guy who stabbed the guy with a sword, he just has some problems. I think you go up and knock somebody's hat off for any reason. You should expect to get punched in the face and have all your teeth knocked out. Well, you don't get to do that. I know that's not the way the law works. 
Um, you don't get to do that, but th- I have no problem with that. You go walk up and knock some dude's hat off, and he turns around and breaks your nose. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I'm okay with that, too. Uh, condolences for your profound hearing loss, though, my friend, as we made it infinitely clear that the guy with the sword is a complete nut job. Uh, but again, get that tested. They have very small, discrete well, hearing if, aids these days. You mean that there's... Th- Two people can be wrong in a story? I know, I Sean. I know. It's mind-blowing. No, and, and which one come... am I against? Which one am I for? Exactly. Which one's for Trump or against Trump? Because that's who's good and who's bad. Okay. All Interesting right. story in USA Today. I won't spend a lot of time on it because I haven't actually read it. But Anybody I've looked get it over hacked at the end of it? <laughs> Guess who turns out to have a bromance on the Supreme Court? John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh. Chief Justice John Roberts and the court's newest member, Brett Kavanaugh, have voted in tandem on nearly every case that has gone before them since October and often siding with the liberals. Roberts and Kavanaugh have... What? Yeah. The liberals, Snurdly. They also go in often on a case of beer together. (laughs) Do they? The headline is, Roberts, Kavanaugh, form bond and boost the liberals. The conservative takeover the Supreme Court expected after Donald Trump's two selections has been stalled by a budding bromance between the two between the senior and junior justices. All I think that's I know interesting. is that the next election will be the most important one of our lifetime since October. Because more judges will be appointed since October when Kavanaugh first sat on the court. Kavanaugh and Roberts have been more likely to side with the court's liberal justice justices than its other conservatives. This happens a lot in Supreme Court history, a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, um, where you think, okay, I'm going to get this guy is going to vote n- normally this direction, and then it doesn't; it goes the other way. Yeah, for whatever there, for a variety of reasons. And there are different subcategories of conservative of justices too. And and Clarence Thomas is a different sort than uh, than uh, John Roberts. Certainly, sometimes <laughs> if a if a justice votes against what you would consider, um, you know, uh, a matter of uh, crime and punishment, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a freedom issue to me. Right, and I I think yeah, good. I'm glad that wasn't anti uh, coming down on crime. It was pro freedom. Right, pro pro constitution. Pro constitution. So yeah, it depends on you know what in each individual case is. But that's kind of interesting that that turns out to be the case. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I mean, we all know John Roberts saved Obamacare, found a way to twist that around so he could save Obamacare. Right. Really interesting Supreme Court discussion, Jack, of a trademark case. Involving the L.A. fashion brand. Uh, the name of the the brand is spelled F-U-C-T. And is pronounced precisely as you'd think it would be. That's what I thought when uh, my washing machine and refrigerator quit at the same time. As in now I'm. <laughs> right. Right. I wish I was wearing one of their shirts. <laughs> and and I would perfect just, for this I would moment. just point at myself. <laughs> Who has two thumbs and is this? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Um, this guy, uh, the justices got through a half an hour of, uh, oh, I'm sorry, about an hour of arguments without saying the brand's name. Case has to do with the portion of federal law that says officials should not register trademarks that are scandalous or immoral. Hmm. Officials have refused to register the brand's name as a result. Lawyer for the brand argued that uh, that portion of law should be struck down as an unconstitutional restriction on speech. Some of the justices had creative words of not saying the name. Chief Justice Roberts described it as the vulgar word at the heart of the case. Where Stephen the Ice Cream Scoop Briar called it <laughs> the word at issue. <laughs> so, uh, first blush, having spent no time uh, reading the arguments on either side of it, 
It does seem like a free speech issue to me. Yeah, clearly it is. Um, and and if this were a... Because uh, what's vulgar today might not be vulgar in 20 years or vice versa, and just, you know, vulgarities <laughs> change. You have no idea what Google meant in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> How... Uh, how much fun could we have riffing on other brands we would create oh, if geez. the FCC didn't exist? <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Oh, I could, I could go on for an hour. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see if justice is done there. So what's the conservative and liberal opinion on that? I don't know. I don't... Right. You could easily make the argument the conservative position would be protect the culture and no, you don't want those kind of words copyrighted and out there you could also make the constitutional argument that it's clearly free speech right or you could make the practical argument oh come on have you ever seen the internet (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't let my child play there okay (laughs) please the f word you ever hung around high school kids they can't tell you what time it is without dropping an f bomb i'm sure um actually i have a couple of friends like that too but um Right. I, I have a feeling it goes... What if it the, was a C-bomb? I'm not wearing it. What if it was a C-bomb, Jack? Well, does that change it? What uh, product would that now, be? Now, you could have, like, in the 50s, you could have had a damnable clothing. And it would have said, we can't have shirts that say damnable on them. Right. Um, right. And that would seem ridiculous yes. now. Yeah. Uh, see you next Tuesday uh, calendars. Or right. date books. Nobody uses those anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. It's clearly a free speech thing. I know. I'd like to hear the arguments. And... Surprised that hasn't been decided before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Especially given the uh, the clever variation on the spelling. I, I vote in favor of the uh, L.A. clothing brand. What if it was just spelled the way that would be spelled? C-K-E-D? Yeah. Uh, that Still seems free speech, odd. isn't it? It seems... Yeah. Well, it, it would seem to me to be like any other commercial trademark. I don't understand. I mean, if somebody wants to, you know, sell DH brand frozen yogurt, I mean, who am I to stop them? Um, I can tell you, well, I, I can tell you now because I heard it from Rahm Emanuel, what the battle is between Trump and whoever he runs against to become president, what the battle lines are. It's pretty interesting. Stay tuned for that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So much important stuff to get to, like who is Tiger Woods' girlfriend that he hugged and kissed on TV yesterday? Mm. How'd she get out of her lunch shift so she could be there? Exactly. These things oh, need to be no. known. We're mad. That's uh, none of your business. He's back on top now. We've turned back to loving him. Everybody, you didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> now, we're also going to do the Game of Thrones recap coming up. Now, we have checked the archives, Sean. The archives show that it used to be a 30-second recap. I don't think that's true. Well, that's what the archives show. Yeah. Show somebody's edited archives. the archives. <laughs> and all the texters agree. Yes. That it's a 30-second recap. So you, if you you're, can, you're a megalomaniac. So if you can try to get the recap into 30 seconds, I know it's not going to be easy. With half of the leading cast and a cameo by Roseanne Barr. Yes. As the dragon. 
half of the leading cast dying last night. Oh, it's going to be tough to recap it. Right. So that's coming up in just a little bit. But first, so Rahm Emanuel, I'll tell you what the show, they, they ought to get a radio show or a TV show. Chris Christie and Rahm Emanuel. Ooh. They're on together on ABC uh, occasionally, and they both are super smart politicians. They both hawk relentlessly for their side, but they're more than willing to say when their side is doing something stupid, which I appreciate. Right. Really good. Anyway, Rahm Emanuel, with um, laying out what the, uh, the the landscape is in a way that I didn't quite understand, you know, it's popular, well, especially for Trump haters and even some Trump lovers to 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 uh, go with the n- narrative that he's flying by the seat of his pants and they have no plan. But, you know, that was... That was what they said all through the campaign. Then we found out he had this super genius who understood Facebook better than anybody else in the country mm-hmm. and utilized it and had a better they had a better ground game than anybody ever had as far as the internet. While all the while we didn't know what was going on. Right. And he's gotta have some strategists to understand what Rahm Emanuel's laying out here and why you hear a lot of what you hear. Sean, if I could have Rahm Emanuel from ABC this week yesterday. Basic lay of the land as I see it. The president's every policy, including immigration, is to trying to drive a wedge between urban and suburban voters for Democrats. Our strategy has got to be keep suburban and suburban and urban together and drive a wedge between suburban and rural voters. That's basically the paradigm that we're in. The immigration issue, everything that he's bringing up is to drive further and further suburban and urban divisions. Ours is bring that metropolitan majority together. And I think I that thought it, that was really interesting analysis when you when then when they start going through the various things Trump has said and policies crafted over the last however many months. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. That that is what the battle is going to be. Because he knows if he can separate urban from suburb, the suburban, and he's already got the rural, mm-hmm. he's he's president again. Yeah. The seat of the pants thing, it reminds me of the difference between strategy and tactics in terms of the military. You know, you, you have a grand plan, and how you implement that, you know, moment to moment in battle or, or you know, day to day can change. Um and yeah, I think uh, Trump gets the grand plan. How he goes about the day to day of it is sometimes pretty wacky. What's this immigration issue? He knows that your your sanctuary cities, maybe your city council in your downtown of the big cities, agree with that. Mm-hmm. The suburbanites don't. Nope, they don't think that's a good idea. They hate it. Right. Yeah. And he's and he, this is a great issue to split those two groups. Well, that's interesting to hear that strategy described in that way. Yeah. It's so not about you know the grand ideas that will save this land. Oh no. Which is why I'm always telling you, y- y'all who worship any politician are just, uh, you're wasting your time. You're silly. Um, you know, so, if you like their policies, great. That's fine. Back them. So who is Tiger Woods' new girlfriend? I didn't watch the golf tournament. I wanted to yesterday, but I, I had really had a hellish weekend. I should throw that out there more often because like, oftentimes we come in and everybody had a nice weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know there are people listening who did not have a nice weekend. Right. I'm one of them. Mm. And it's kind of like the f- whole Facebook thing. If you're on Facebook and it seems like everybody's lives are perfect and their vacation was great and their weekends were fantastic, you feel really crappy. Maybe if I raise my hand as a somewhat public figure and say my weekend was crappy, you'll think, oh, good, I'm not the only one. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I won't belabor it, but, you know, not everybody has a great weekend all the time. Um, Mine was fantastic, just for the record. I believe you. Oh. And, you know... Luckily, for whatever reason, I don't care if other people have great weekends. That has no effect on my weekend. Um, I hope everybody has a great weekend, but mine was not. Then my wife got home at the end of it. So I had the bachelor, then the warm companionship of my bride. That's perfect. Mm. 
But the seat heater in my BMW did briefly go out on the way from the polo match to the wine tasting. So there was strife mixed yeah, in. Yeah, I know when you turn on the seat heaters, the espresso machine cuts out. So right, exactly. It's a short. I, and I've brought it back five times. <laughs> you must fix this. So Full disclosure, I don't own a BMW. But from what I understand here, at the end of the he goes out, he hugs his kid, he picks up his kid, hugs his mom, and hugs a girl and kisses yes. her on the lips. Wait That's a minute. That's Tiger Woods' new girlfriend. Sugar. So how did he meet her? He's got a restaurant there called the Woods Jupiter I in knew it. Jupiter, Florida. Yes. She's the manager of the restaurant, was the manager of the restaurant. I don't know if she still She's is. She's been promoted. <laughs> to dating the owner. <laughs> She's gone from working under him to working under him. <laughs> and as a guy who's worked at a lot of bars and hung around a lot of restaurant bar sorts of things, the the uh, the manager or waitress or whatever ending up dating the owner is a, well it's beyond common it is pretty much the thing mm. who's the owner's girlfriend well she's around here somewhere ah. I mean is always the situation every place I ever worked so, and according to and this is from um, New York Post but according to all her friends she spent the last ten years with the goal of I'm going to uh, marry a pro golfer she's been chasing pro golfers for 10 years oh boy. working in the restaurant business oh in boy. jupiter florida oh boy and snagged tiger which is a pretty good catch when he was at a low point anyway what's coming up in your news marshall already set go we know when the Mueller report will drop there's a new leader in the democratic race for the presidential nomination oh and one more tip of the hat for tiger on the way on the armstrong and getty show Headline in New York Post is Erica chased Tiger around like a puppy for 10 years. About uh, Tiger Woods' girlfriend, <laughs> a manager at his restaurant. So, I don't know. That's, uh, She'll become a household name before you know it, right? Now that Tiger's back in the news? Yeah, I guess. Oh, I think so. Next big tournament, the uh, the, the trashy media will be uh, maybe even starting right now, shouting questions at her, following her around. Yeah, she might want to of- lay low for a little while. Depends on the kind of person she is. If, if 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 she's smart and if Tiger has any say in it whatsoever, how about you don't tweet pictures of you in a bikini and stuff, which you may have thought of doing. Don't do that. Has we'll she see. done that? No. no. Oh, okay. Let's well, okay. see if she goes that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, it is official. The final report of Special Counsel Robert Mueller is expected to be released to Congress and the public Thursday morning. My favorite part of this breaking news is. That's all there is to it. That's wrong, There's Jack. nothing oh, else to this say. This report could indeed lead to the downfall. Yes, I this know. This is the moment we've been waiting for. This well, is it the is, moment that but... marks the end of the Trump presidency. Blah, blah, blah. The roughly 400-page <clears throat> report is a result of that two-year investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. The final report will be redacted. Armstrong and Getty will have a team of speed readers to go through that document as soon as it is released. You know, I wonder how many pages are going to be dedicated to something I'm actually interested in. Right. And that's Russia's messing with our election and all the different ways that they did it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that could be pretty good reading. Yeah. That's actually fairly short as these reports go. I mean, it's... How long was the 9-11 report? It was long. Oh, yeah. I just happened to be reading the Navy, which is completely goofed up. The the cases of those two collisions that killed the sailors. Right. Um, they completely screwed up that situation in a way I won't describe because it's complicated. But 
Um, the report on those, I think they said, was 13,000 pages. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not reading 13,000 pages. Nope. President Trump says, yes, he is considering sending illegals to sanctuary cities. Early on Friday, the word was the suggestion had been floated, considered, and then abandoned. But speaking from the White House, Trump said he is strongly considering the proposal. California certainly is always saying, oh, we want more people. And they want more people in their sanctuary cities. Well, we'll give them more people. We can give them a lot. We can give them an unlimited supply. Trump going on. This is some absolutely great trolling and also uh, saying to the the folks, the folks in the country. Yeah, these sanctuary cities that have decided they're not going to enforce the law and... You know, they don't care what it does to your quality of life or whatever, virtue signaling. They ought to take all the illegals. Well, guess what? I'm going to do it. And listen, no, he's not. And listen to them squeal when they think it might happen, right? which they did. Didn't Cher send out a tweet earlier uh, yeah. this morning saying we can't, Our what, our state is full or we can't our, take, yeah, care, we can't take care of our own? And, and if we're not all yeah. turning to Cher for what people think, I don't know. <laughs> right. What's the point? Exactly. Who do we turn to? <laughs> exactly. Hey, we have a new leader. New oh, leader. Is there more Trump? He could have played more Trump. Oh, all right. Here, let me go ahead and uh, we'll wrap. Let He's the, the rep president, here. for the love yes, of God. That's very true. We can give them an unlimited supply. And let's see if they're so happy. They say we have open arms. They're always saying they have open arms. Let's see if they have open arms. There you go. A little more Donald Trump. That's some that. solid trolling. There you go. Got a new leader. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is leading the field of Democratic presidential candidates. He has jumped ahead of Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden. It's an Emerson poll, 29%, 24%. Of course, Biden is still deciding whether or not to enter the race. There was a roundtable yesterday on one of the shows when they were all discussing, is Biden at his highest marks right now? When he gets in, will he go down from there? That's what Joe's been saying. Yes and no, the answer to those two questions. (laughs) I'm sure no and yes. Yes and yes. Sorry. What were the questions? (laughs) Yeah, clearly. It's just so predictable. South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete comes in third. He's got 9%. Where does the Biden number, where do the Biden numbers go? If he drops 8%, where do those people go to? Mayor Pete? Probably not Bernie. Maybe Bernie. I don't know. You know, I I keep forgetting the number one issue is beat Trump. It's not any of the policy stuff. Who do we think can beat Trump? Right. Like me, I think that percent goes somewhere temporarily and waits and sees. Now, it's also interesting. Bernie's come up uh, fairly strongly in some of the polls. He's also doing that Fox Town Hall meeting later on today. Right. So he's got a strategy for that as well, right, Jack? Yeah, well, he wants to talk to Trump supporters. Okay. And going on Fox is just something you ought to be able to do. You ought to do. You ought to have the courage of your own arguments to do it. Um. I think it's just a smart move all the way around. The thing about Bernie and Donald Trump is, boy, you, you, you know where they stand. They do. Oh, yeah. They are fiery. Oh, yeah. Bernie is not a pretend socialist. No. He has not just <laughs> no. got his finger in the air. This is what he's always been, and he's continuing to be it, which is appealing to a lot of people. Tiger Woods winning his first Masters since 2005, his first major since 2008 on Sunday, coming back from being two shots down but making a much larger career comeback that is actually one of the most epic in sports history. Waited for years. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. 
There you go. Jim Nance with the final call. So you got the 12th hole. It's this tiny little hole. It's got a big creek in front of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to hit it high and soft, this little green. Well, the problem is right down there on the course, especially on a day like yesterday, yeah. the wind's gusting like crazy. That's why they call it Augusta. Back to you, Joe. Yeah, that's, that's why. not actually correct. <laughs> what? Um, but so four out of the last five guys yeah. hit what they thought were good, solid shots mm-hmm. on this tiny little hole. And four of the five, the wind just slapped the ball out of the air and sent it into the creek. Yep. With their chances, Marshall, like the golf ball, yes. sinking to the bottom of Ray's Creek. But Tiger, Tiger. He aims away from the flag stick and says, I'm not even trying. I'm hitting it over there where I'm sure it's going to be over the water, which was a very smart move. And uh, and he made a three and, and went on to win. It was yep. a, But for the, last, for, for the last five guys to hit it into the drink like that was mm-hmm. just, I was watching it mouth agape. Insects were flying in and out of my mouth, and I didn't <laughs> even bother closing it. I couldn't close my jaw. <laughs> oh. Hilarious. Wood screamed as he won in front of the ecstatic crowd that cheered his name, and then he went over to hug his two children and his mother and his girlfriend. Who had to get back to her shift, managing the restaurant. (laughs) Tiger after in the club. Just to come back here and then to play as well as I did and did all the things, all the little things well this week, um, and to do it here. Uh, This has meant so much to me and my family, uh, this tournament. It's just to have everyone oh, here. Sorry, Tiger. It's something I'll never, ever forget. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> His fifth green jacket, which is really too many. Occasionally, <laughs> you got to look in your closet and realize, I have seven pair of jeans. Nobody needs that. <laughs> what is it, Mr. Rogers over there? Just, change, just changes out of one outfit into the exact same outfit. Right. Is yeah. Steve Jobs in it or what? So, at risk of going too long with golf analysis. Oh, you can't go too long with golf analysis. Um, does he have more of these in him or... Because I mean, he's, he's old. That no matter who he is and how his back is, you don't win that many majors when you're 43 plus, do you? Right. Yeah. The odds are against him, which yeah, is not say. a popular view. But yeah. number one, you have the nature of the game. I've announced the new superstars in golf a couple of times and had them just fade. They're still top players, but they weren't nearly as great as they seem to be for right. three months. Right. Put that on on top of Tiger's history of injuries, man. That. And that ambient use is, is fragile. How about his history of ambient use and waitresses? <laughs> well, and, and questionable driving practices. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know, golf ain't the NFL, but they hit the ball, including Tiger, so hard. They generate so much force, and he could he could injure his wrist and be done. It could happen the next time he swings a club. So it's just hard to say. Is he playing well enough to win more majors at this point? Hell yeah. Absolutely, yes. Sean's 30-second Game of Thrones recap coming up. Show me the archives. I don't think it was ever 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> can you do it in 30 seconds? You I think you can. I can always do something. A lot of hacking oh, in that yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. I think he can do it. He'll bring us the highlights. All right. Hackings and smashings and betrayings. Oy. Were there dragons on last night's episode? Uh, yes, but now I don't have to put that into 30 seconds. Ah, I can save time. Save you some time. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. With a heart made 
I'll tell you what, Nancy Pelosi on 60 Minutes last night dismissing AOC. Oh, yeah. And her crowd of saying, oh, there's like five of them. Right. It doesn't really matter. Right. That was a pretty big shot on the most watched news show in America by far. Oh, yeah, I absolutely loved that. He, she, <laughs> she could have taken the opportunity to say, I mean, she didn't say the name even, but she could have taken the opportunity to say her name. Mm-hmm. Ocasio-Cortez is a great addition to Democratic cars and her, uh, her arguments. So are, much energy. Yeah. So much. No, no. No. Come on. There's five of them. There's like five but of them. But the progressive wing, I'm a progressive. Yeah, that was some good Game of Thronesy stuff right there too. And Wouldn't even acknowledge the pretender to the throne. Yeah, <laughs> that was something. And they're gonna fight, fight, fight. The the headline, the breaking news, and this actually is a big story. There's just nothing to say about it other than the headline. The Mueller report will come out Thursday. The redacted Mueller report. It's gonna be five o'clock in the evening uh, DC time, like usual. Well, we'll find out. It'll Listen be, re- to be speculating. Released, Shut up, Joe. Released to the public, right? It, it's going to be put on a website somewhere we all get to read it, or is it just going to the Congress? No, I think it's released, released. Yeah, released to the public. Yeah. Redacted. So. I demand the whole thing, say liars. God damn, what are we going to do with that? I mean, we got to figure that out. Me? Set it to a beat and wrap it. Why well, can't, can't? Do like a 12 hour long rap of me reading it. God, the, the, the coverage of that, once it comes out, is going to be ponderous, man. <laughs> I heard that. Oh. I know it. Oh, it's going to be weeks of shouting back and forth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And quoting, quoting parts of it. Right. We'll mock it. We're mockers. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I used to mock uh, Positive Sean's 30-second Game of Thrones update back before I watched because it was so convoluted and ridiculous. But now that I'm such a big fan... Uh, I wish I was caught up so I could listen to it. Well, part of the but joke is it's an incredibly complex show, correct? I did watch 60 Minutes last night mm-hmm. with the, the writer and the creator and the producers and everything like that. One of the most, you know, one thing that TV has gotten better, they, they give us more credit as viewers than the networks did all those years. They sure. treated us like idiots. So something, so George R.R. R. Martin, when he first set out to write this, for whatever reason, he wanted to make a show that was unadaptable to TV and movies. That was part of his goal. Uh, yeah, he wanted to make a book, a right. story that was okay. unadaptable. And one of his books, I think it was the fourth one in the series, they had to break into two separate books because modern bookbinding technologies could not make a book that <laughs> oh, big. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You know, I've done some creative writing, too, and it's not adaptable either, but for different reasons. <laughs> Can you give us your title one more time before you do this? Uh, yes, I am uh, Sean Thomas of the House Positive, first of his name, player of games, procrastinator of things, Ever young, uniter of memes. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and this is the 32nd Game oh. of Thrones. Give me give me a signal when it's done, because i got to put my fingers in my ears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Recap. Forsham's dragons and immolations. Oh, my. Beric Dondarrion and Tormund Giantsbane travel the last hearth to rally some troops, only to find out that the Night King got there before them and sent them a message. Bran Stark continues to prove that he's no fun to hang out with, as he's now just Westeros' version of Wikipedia fact-checking everybody. (laughs) Sir Davos Seaworth, the Onion Knights uh, unknowingly suggesting an incest marriage, but hey, it's it's part of the sign of the times. Uh, Daenerys Targaryen isn't the only one riding dragons anymore, and that's not including... Oh, wow. So I know on 60 Minutes they said (laughs) they were expected something like 33 million people to watch it live on, you know, on a channel where you can watch it whenever you want or DVR or whatever. So that's a big hit. 
And oh. similar to kind of some sporting events, too, there's many viewing parties where even though it's just one stream, that's a room full oh. of people all watching it. So right? you sure. can stuff. easily yeah. get up around 40 million people watching it, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. That's unheard of for anything, and that's usually on you know channels everybody gets with basic cable, let alone HBO. Judy and I have to just watch enormous amounts of the show to get caught up by the end of the season so I can watch that live. I mean, we've got to put aside like preparation of food and bathing, yes. bathing, <laughs> bathing, bathing ourselves, <laughs> cleaning the house, feeding the dog. We'll Running just, my playbook now, yes. You know, we'll just pour out a big, giant pile of dog food in the corner and let Baxter <laughs> eat as he likes. And uh, I remember when, when, uh, when Laura and I started the dating, she had never seen The Sopranos, and so we went through the entire Sopranos thing, oh, like yeah. an episode a night. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a couple on a weekend or whatever. And that was fun. That was really a good time. Yeah. It, it comes to dominate your life a little bit, though. Yeah. That seems so hilarious now yeah. that I don't have time for yeah. a minute of anything. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I remember those days. Um, binge watching my children to make sure they don't set themselves on fire. That's what I'm binge watching. <laughs> binge watching me doing the dishes. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, duh. So watching only, the pile of clothing grow, <laughs> but only only, watch that. only eight episodes. So we're one episode into an eight episode season. Is uh, that right? Uh, yeah. So there's only no. I think it's less than that. Yeah, it's six. It's yeah. six. Oh, it's eight yeah. seasons. Yeah, eight yeah. seasons. Six episodes. Right. So five yeah. more episodes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so I have five more weeks. Oh, time's running out. I got like three seasons to go through. You can do it. That's that's the spirit. Do what I you can just do it. Do what you just said. Or Set aside do hygiene, right. feeding. Baxter right. will be fine. He's got lizards to eat. Right, exactly. Move a couple of toilets into the living room. <laughs> Mail piling up. We'll pay our bills when we're done with Game of Thrones. Right. It's 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 goal setting. It's an incentive. Hey, do I have time for this, Michael? How much time have I got? Uh, we're just about to start, oh, literally. Okay. I'll have to mention this tomorrow. Somebody reminded me of... Uh, um, one of the Tiger Woods episodes that we had on our show that I'd completely forgotten about. We spent a lot of time on the Tiger Woods uh, oh, yeah, was personal am- life there for a while. It was apparently. amazing. They're Thanks for the conversation. Thank you for being easy. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for See being you. easy. That was, <laughs> that was one of Jack, Tiger Woods' girlfriends. Doug, he implied that she's a, a slut or something. <laughs> the fact that he's dating the manager from his restaurant means there's a possibility of exciting personal life stuff to come. I hope not for love, those two kids. Love blooms in Jupiter, Florida. Exactly. Hello, Elizabeth Holmes here, wearing a sensible black turtleneck. I figure staked Armstrong and Getty, and now here's their final thoughts with the results. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Marshall. Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? I want to thank everybody for the outpouring of love and support for me on the Armstrong and Getty Facebook page. When I share my chatty checkout adventure, when I bought that bottle of Shardy at 11 in the morning. Comments ranging from, was Marshall trying to buy power tools at the same time? (laughs) After he left, the clerk probably said, see, I knew he was an angry drunk, (laughs) too. No one would judge you if you'd go to Walmart to buy it. Very nice. Michelangelo, your final thought, please. Uh, yeah, in my 20s, I tried to pay my taxes using the barter system. I sent the IRS stuff from my closet, which I thought was worth $1,000. It turns out the IRS doesn't have a sense of humor, and it was an expensive lesson. <laughs> Positive Sean, your final thoughts. Yes, our clip of the day. Oh, where's our clip of the day? Right here. 
Here it is. Nope, it's not there. Uh, it was uh, Prince John talking about taxes. Oh. It was from the Disney Robin Hood animated feature, a beloved movie from my past. Aha! Uh-huh. Taxes. Jack, your final thought for us. Yeah, so it's April 15th, and about half of people don't pay federal income taxes. We spend way more money than we take in. A couple of things that really aren't sustainable. Keep that in mind today. My final thought. Is there anybody can get me on Augusta National? I'll get a haircut. I'll wear unstained clothing. No body noises. No F-bombs. Didn't you get an offer one time? Oh, yeah. It was going to cost me like 5000 bucks. What kind of offer is that? Subpar. Hey, I can get you on the course if you have five thousand dollars. Right, I know a guy who knows a guy. Pay up. Subpar in golf, that's a birdie. Yeah, I know. That's the funny thing about subpar. That means that's a good thing. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour work day. Another subpar show. (laughs) Go to Armstrongandgetty.com, email us mailbag at Armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act. Uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here! Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Beautiful, lovely taxes. Ah-ha. Ah-ha. Armstrong and Getty.